Welcome to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. Greetings. Um, here we are back again with the spirit of offense. Today I want to look into something that is very important on the theme trapped in the spirit of offense and the criticism that people who are walking in the spirit of offense they are in. A couple things that I want us to know is that one of the true the test, true test of a man's character is not what he does in the light, but what he does in the darkness when tantrums, frayers, and offense takes over. Offense will not come and just announce through the rooftops and say, today I'm going to attack you, and uh, this is what is going to come. So we have to be very careful. Overcoming the spirit of offense, maybe <clears throat> for us to understand what offense is, I want us to look in there. The definition of offense according to the Webster Dictionary, to offend means to cause difficult or discomfort or injury, to cause dislike, anger, or vexation, to cause, to feel resentful. You know, you resent a person who have done nothing. If things have just gone so bad and uh, you can't stand them. The very moment when something is going on, you find a way how to attack them. And uh, on the American Heritage Dictionary also, which is a noun offense, but the one which I spoke on on Webster Dictionary is a verb. But on a noun on offense means the state of being offended, a violation of moral or ethical code. So offense comes in so many ways. But here's what the Bible says. If you read the Bible in the book of First Peter chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, says, So the honor is for you who believe, but though for those who do not believe, the stone that builders rejected has become the cornerstone, and a stone of a stumbling block, and a rock of offense they stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. <clears throat> now, in the years that I've walked with God, years that I've been in the ministry, years that I've been a pastor, and years that I've been a president of uh, colleges, colleges, I have found out that every man has, or every human being, man, male, female, or woman, they, they have three characteristics. That which exhibits, people they see, this is who you are, and people they know when they see you, they say, oh, that's David, that's John, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, Melissa. You know, I'm just giving hypothetical names. That, that's who they know about you. And then the second one is that which you have. What a person he has or she has. You know, people, they are acquainted. They say, don't try that one. He's a timing bomb. Or, or talk to that one. He is the lamb. That one, he's a lolling lion. Now, the third one is that which he thinks he has. Every one of us, we have traits that we think we have. And just when we are tested, we find out that's not us. A true believer always finds that the good thing is found in Jesus, and Jesus becomes so precious to them. This includes those who have faith in them. 
Now, let me look at this subject. The faith is not simply the belief in his existence or Jesus' existence, but rather the act of receiving and resting upon him alone for righteousness, for pardon, and salvation. Faith is accompanied by love, a desire for the company of Jesus, and a cheerful service to him. Those who believe in and love Jesus are tender in his name and honor and are afraid to offend him or to offend somebody. The thing that comes in your mind when you think you're about to offend somebody, you say, wow, I can't offend anybody because I'll be offending Jesus. You begin to feel that in yourself. Now, true faith in Christ and the sincere love for him lead to longing to be more like him in humility. You know, you just want to be like him. When you see a person offended or when you see a person who is trying to bring offense to you, you just simply say, I can't do that. I have to forgive them. They, true faith, wants to have that humility. You want to have that peace. You want to do the saves that Jesus Christ did. You, you're compassionate to those that are going through. You are resigned to the things of this world. And you desire to walk and live in holiness. Purity becomes part of you. This faith is an act of living soul and is experienced by those who have been born again. You can have the faith when you do not know in whom you have the faith. So our faith is in Jesus Christ. Those who are born again and have tested his grace. These believers are described as coming to him through faith. In the context of my teaching on the subject of faith, I want to imply on the first def definition that I said, the state of being offended. If you remember, first I spoke about offended. And uh, let me look a little bit about that. We may offend intentionally or unintentionally. How many times you do something that we end up regretting and realizing that I hate somebody. When a person is offended and they take it, in a personal way, it becomes an offense. Every Christian should be offended by the sin that abounds, that abounds in around us. What grieves the heart of God should grieve us and insult us as Christians. We should come to the point where it says, I don't stand for this. I don't believe this is what have happened. I hate the pain that it has caused. However, in the context of this teaching, we will primarily, primarily look at the negative impact of receiving offenses. We will also learn how to overcome the violation pos positively. It is possible to offend in the right way. For example, the preaching of the gospel is an offense to men. Most of the people, when they go to the church, I remember the first time when I went to church, my pastor was preaching. And when he was preaching, I felt like somebody told him everything that I am. And I was so upset. But the more I listened to what he was speaking, it led me to repentance. And eventually, I asked the pastor, I said, so did someone, a member of my family, did he tell you about my lifestyle? And he says, I don't know you, and I never heard anything about you. And all what I know is that God gave me the word. And maybe that word, not maybe, I know now that word was for you. 
So, it is possible to offend in the right way. For example, as I said, preaching the gospel is an offense to men. Exhortation, correction, and discipline may be an offense to some, but if it's done with love and the correct, correct attitude, it can save a good purpose. Now, there's so many people that are offended because they have been rebuked, but the rebuke that brings correction. Biblical examples of persons who were offended and their responses, there are many. Many of these situations imply that they could have been offended. The worship and the offering of one brother, Abel, so worship was being accepted by God. While the other brother, Cain, and his offerings were rejected. And the way how we come to God, sometimes when you see somebody, the way how they worship, how they surrender themselves, and how they give everything that is in them, we get offended. We think they're just so full of themselves and they're trying to show off. No, that's not real the truth. It's just because we are living with the spirit of offense. Abel's offering was well selected. The best he could command, appropriate, and offered in with the right spirit. On the other hand, Cain's offering was not respected by God because he approached worship as a formality and a parade. When he looked at that of offering, he didn't care. This, le- this led to Cain wrath, unreasonable and a murderous envy towards his brother. And most of the people that walk in the offense, they don't want to listen to anyone, but they are jealous. That kind of offense is the one which brings jealous. Watch that spirit of jealous that it doesn't spring out to you. Now, the job that I'm doing in this podcast is to allow the people over the whole world to understand what God is doing. The story of Cain and Abel showcases their equality in their original relationship, secular conditions, and the religious concerns. It also teaches that parents should not bring up their children in idleness, but in an honest calling, and every person should have a trade or a call in this world that he can show and be boastful of unto the Lord to say, I'm doing the right thing. The reason why the sacrifice of both brothers is recorded in all its circumstances is to preach the gospel and to foreshadow the cross of Jesus, how Jesus gave himself totally to all. Cain was offended that God accepted Abel's sacrifice and not his. And his response came, we find that it was anger, which led to murder his brothers. Now, if I can pause over here, the poor question is that how many people, they are very angry with their brothers and they have done things that are not good. They hate them because of the way how their brothers have gone on to sacrifice and to give the best. Or a brother in the Lord who is trying to live righteously in the Lord and we start attacking them, we think, man, they're just trying to show off there, not even real Christian. <laughs> Another example is Abimelech. Abimelech, I'm sorry, forgive me there. Abimelech was offended that Abraham lied to him about Sarah being his sister when in reality she was his wife. Now just imagine this man, he's trying to say, look, if I just tell these guys that this is my wife, they'll kill me. 
But then he comes to the point and says, well, I'm just going to say this is my sister, but there is a God who protects those that belongs to him. Now, through a dream, and because Abraham feared God, the Lord uh, was there to reveal himself, and he confronted Abraham, but unfortunately, Abimelech blessed him. He asked him to leave his place. Why did you lie to me? Those all kind of uprise, uprise, you know, I thought I found a beautiful wife. No, mister, that was not your wife. That was somebody's wife. God rebuked you of the lust that you have. So the spirit of offense comes in so many ways. You look at Joseph's brother. We are offended that their father seems to favor him above themselves. Their jealous tend to hatred, which led to sending Joseph to Egypt. Their children of Israel were offended by Moses, the children of Israel, on numerous occasions in the wilderness because of unfulfilled expectation. Their offense led to chronic complaining. Have you ever seen people who do nothing but complaining? Have you ever seen people who doesn't forgive no matter how a person has apologized, has confessed? There are people whereby if you wrong them, they will even remember at your grave what you did. If you wrong them, you'll be in the hospital dying, they'll still remember. They will never forget. Now, I wanted to let you know that God, when he forgives, he forgets. It's never remembered. It's not in the book of memory. And once you wrong people, they'll call everyone in the name of counseling. Or I was just trying to have the peace of mind. You don't have the peace of mind by doing what is wrong and telling the whole worldwide about what happened. Now, this is what happened to the children of Israel. Their offense led to chronic complaining. They complained about everything. Miriam and Alan were offended by Moses' wife and also questioned why God spoke only through Moses. And people, they do things like that where we begin to say, God, but why are you speaking to this person? Is it true? We see when somebody today can say, God spoke to me. And most of the people, they don't even want to hear what a person is, is saying. King Saul was offended by the people's praise of David. And uh, Saul's jealous and offense led him to seek ways to kill David. David did not seek to defend himself or fight back in any way or what he had fight back in any way. Or what David did was, I'm going to run for my life. I'm not going to do anything that is wrong. So Job was offended by his comforters. He poured out his lament, out his laments, but in the end, he acknowledged his faith in God. It would appear that Jeremiah in the Bible was offended by God's dealing with him. In the end, he recognized the faithfulness of God. Jonah was offended that God had compassion on Nineveh. Jonah turned bitter towards God and become very angry and discouraged. Herodias was offended by the message of John the Baptist. The offense here led to hatred and revenge. John's, John was beheaded at the request of the daughter of this man.
The Pharisees were constantly offended by the teaching of Jesus. Their offense to Jesus led them to plot evil against him with the ultimate plan to kill him. Jesus was not offended by their responses to his teaching and constant threats. He kept speaking the truth. So, you will find that the disciples were very offended. When I mean that offense, it means indignance with James and John when they requested to be seated at the right and the left of Jesus in glory. Jesus used the occasion to teach humility, saves, and suffering. So, we find a lot of people, they go through offense. The temple guards and the religious leaders were very offended because Peter and John were teaching the people about the resurrection of Jesus. Peter and John used this occasion to testify more about Jesus and to call the church to the prayer. The Galatian Jews were offended because the widows were being overlooked by the apostles. Rather, than defend themselves, the apostles made a specific plan of action that resolved the problems. Barnabas was one of them who was offended that Mark had deserted him and Paul on one of their missionary trips because of deep feelings about this and a sharp disagreement they parted with. What are additional examples? from the Bible concerning offenses. They are numerous. What are some observations regarding these examples of offenses? Offenses left unrestrained lead to anger, resentment, and perhaps murder like Cain. Perhaps, you know, like Joseph's brother. You sell him even to the point where they want him to be cured. Perhaps like Saul, the Pharisees, and the religious leader, Herodias. Oh, we see that. We should not conclude that this extreme situation would never affect us. The standard under grace is much higher than under the law. Jesus said, you have heard it, and that it was said. So there are a lot of people in this time that we live in that are living with the spirit of offense. I've had friends that have tried to counsel in my time that they do not talk to one another because they are, afraid, they are angry of one another. Some people, even pastors, I've seen pastors who are offended with the church members. And I've seen church members who are offended with the pastors. I've seen family members who can never talk to another member of a family. Well, if we are children of God, we're not only children of one family, we belong to God. So let's learn not to be offended. Listen to part six and you hear more about the spirit of offense. Thank you for listening to the Issues of Life podcast with Dr. David Shamenda. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new episodes are released.